Welcome to another episode of the Halos in the Infield podcast and the network, the baseball network, with your host, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show, Artie Moreno. <laughs> Penny pitcher himself, Artie Moreno. There you go. Kurt Suzuki loving Artie Moreno. <laughs> all right, all right. So coming to you live from Arizona, of course, that is Artie Moreno. Yes. <laughs> These are my favorite jerseys. I took them off the backs of the players that wore them. <laughs> or from their lockers, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. And congratulations on winning that lawsuit, Artie, uh, against the city. Uh, they dropped the charges. You were not found in fault? They, uh, what, they dropped half the charges, right? Well, they dropped that. Now he has to go through the state level. Yes, but he got out of the city one, which is important. So we'll I mean, that was going to be – I feel like that was kind of the obvious one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, we may touch on that later in the uh, in the uh, episode, but what are we getting into this episode, uh, Artie? I mean, so spring training started, man. Yes. Spring training. We're like a weekend. We're getting near the end. Uh, we got another week left, and, I mean, spring training will essentially be over. Yeah, and so far, fingers crossed, you haven't seen any injuries yet. We were kind you of – You jinxed it. You jinxed it already. Ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the league, though. I was going to okay. say the league, not the Angels. That's fair. Uh, yeah. The only thing that's injured is Cody Bellinger's pride. Oh. <laughs> Dude, you want to look at a freaking fish out of water. Watch Cody Bellinger swinging the bat. The guy can't hit, you know, water if he fell off a ship. Do you have the uh, stats, is it? So I can far? find them. I can find them real quick. Because there was a, a, a jaw-dropping stat I heard. I just want to make sure I got it correct. His, it was something like he had struck out like 14 out of like 19 times. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. He has not hit the broad side of a barn at all. He, he's been in the middle of the Atlantic and not found the ocean. Uh, you can throw in any cliche you want, and he's been absolutely terrible. I nailed that. Five hours ago, so it might have changed since then, but he had struck out 14 out of 19, I bet. God damn, that's hard to do, man. That is really hard. So here's the thing with Cody Bellinger, and actually we were talking about it uh, today with a couple of my friends and I. Mm -hmm. So uh, Cody Bellinger is a pull hitter, pulls the heck out of the ball. Absolutely. And the way he steps, you know, he steps like towards first base when he's swinging. So when he does that, like all of a sudden, um, pitch down the middle is now outside because of the way he steps and he moves his body. Mm -hmm. So teams just kind of figured out, well, hey, since he likes to pull the ball, just pitch him on the outside. Yeah, and, and these pitchers are really good, so they're going to hit their spots, and if they hit their spots, he's going to strike out an awful lot. And if you notice, he before what you just brought up, he wasn't hitting the slider all that good either. So, I mean, those sliders down and in, he was whiffing like no tomorrow. So you could have like a Chris Davis kind of year with him 
you know? Uh, so I mean, considering the fact that he's still a younger player for his sake, I sure hope not. I mean, obviously I'm not ever cheering for the Dodgers, but I mean, you know, yikes. Can you imagine if he has just a Chris Davis downfall? It would be crazy, but here's the thing though, with him on a team like that, they're already projected to have one of the best lineups in all of baseball, if not the best. If a guy has a massive hole in his swing, there's plenty of players through that farm system and on the bench that'll gladly take his spot. So I don't think the Dodgers will be hurting more than it'll be Bellinger not being able to make his way back into the lineup. That's just my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, the crazy thing with Bellinger is the simple fact that he was getting compared to Mike Trout for years, right? You know, like, oh, he's the next Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the next big thing and everything. And then, uh, dude, I fallen off. He fell off last year and didn't come on. I think until September. A lot and of their it, players fell off last year. Yeah, and he had Mookie a, was the same thing. Yeah, he had a pretty good uh, postseason though. He was pretty legit. I can't talk about Bellinger in the postseason. He came through pretty good. Like, uh, uh, what's his name? Chris Taylor as well. Yeah, Chris Taylor was great for them. Uh, so last year, minus one and a half WAR, mm-hmm. uh, fifty-two hits, ten home runs. Bad at 165. Yeah, not good. 165. Now, can I bring up something random that we didn't talk about in the pre-show and everything? Uh, since we're on the since we're on the Dodgers, real quick, we're gonna get into the Angels, so don't don't stress Angel fans. But People are like and clicking out. Yeah, yeah. I just I just wanted to compare the two PR uh, groups, the Angels versus the Dodgers, and where the Dodgers are obviously winning. We went through the Angels giveaways and promotions, and they have three bobbleheads this year that they're going to give out all three are Shohei Otani's including a Shohei Otani snow globe and they also okay have... but the snow globe is a dope idea <laughs> I, I mean yes. come on come on don't tell me you wouldn't be lit about a Shohei Otani snow globe I'll give him that because at least it's out of the box well it is out of the box but I mean everything else is like the similar stuff so there's like really no imagination out you know, and I'll give them one free pass on the Otani one Kenobi bobbleheads from Star Wars Night mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they were supposed to do those in 2019. So they've just been sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Ah, oh, jeez. So well, or the conference center, you know, underneath the right field seats, <laughs> most yeah. likely. So, so that you have that compared to what the Dodgers are doing. The Dodgers, granted, they copied the Angels with the kids run the bases thing. They brought in, uh, they have all kinds of like different nationality nights, like Filipino night, Latin night, whatever night. And then they also had, which they have seven bobblehead giveaways, four current players. The What really chapped my ass and felt, and I feel really em- envious of the Dodgers PR staff, is they actually honored three former players. Kurt Gibson, I forgot who the other, uh, oh, Don Drysdale, and there was another player that they have from back in the day. And that's teaching your fans about the history of the game through bobbleheads or whatever like that, because I'm sure they're going to show like a, a highlight reel of that player. And that's something the Angels dropped the ball on on every single year leading up to this one. And then the one slap in the face of the Angels fans, I think that's even the worst, is they have only one day dedicated to 2002 Angels, and that's on a Wednesday. And it's like a, um, a what is it called, long sleeve? It's a t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, pullover shirt, yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on that, bro? I mean, you know, our – promotion staff has kind of uh, dropped the ball over the last couple of years. I mean, this would have been a really good year to maybe just do like a couple of bobbleheads mm-hmm. based on the 20th anniversary team. I mean, it would have been really cool. Even like one from like each series mm-hmm. or like one from each world series win. So, you know, four of them, you know, you'll have um, the, um, 
you can have a John Lackey, a Francisco Rodriguez, obviously, a, you know, a, a Spezio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have had a Spezio with the one where he's like laying out his bat, making contact with that three run homer. Yeah, uh, yeah. You could have had a Troy Gloss MVP of the World Series one. Um, you could have had a David Eckstein wearing the uh, cowboy hat. Uh, all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of good ideas you could have came up with. But no, 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 no. Uh, God, how about an Artie Moreno bobblehead? <laughs> Dude, how many do you think would just be like smashing the parking lot? That's one of them. Dude. <laughs> What's that tradition, the wedding tradition, where they they step on the glass? Opa! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> It'd be a bunch of opa all over there. Like, Please do that at my wedding. I won't tell anybody that you did it, that oh, it was okay. your idea. Just be like, <laughs> oh, no, opa, oh, I dropped it. Yeah, then someone's gonna, your wife's going to be like, we have to pay for that afterwards. Oops. <laughs> I'm all, sorry. It was Todd's idea. Yeah, he's paying for it. <laughs> yeah, that's my contribution. There you uh, go. <laughs> But now, honeymoon fund. There you go. All right. Well, let's get into it. That was just my little rant about the PR staff. I was very disappointed with that. Let's. What do you want to get started with here tonight? Um. Let's start off with just like the beginning of a spring training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beginning oh. of spring training. Okay. So the beginning of spring training was very. It's so far it's been abbreviated, and uh, you know we pushed the first week of the season back. So that's that series is going to start at the end of the season. So now instead of starting the, on the road, which we always does, and it was a tradition in Oakland, it's now going to be at home against Houston. And so we have that to look forward to. But right now, minor leagues have started. We've seen Noah pitch uh, at least once. I think he's pitching tomorrow against Oakland. Uh, we've seen uh, a couple starts by Lorenzen. We saw one by Sandoval today. Uh, Suarez has made an appearance, and Detmers has. So – what are your takes on the rotation so far uh, coming out the gates? So Michael Lorenzen, the very first game impressed me. Second game, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say he was horrible, but you can definitely tell he was working on a couple of different things. I know he said he was working on his breaking pitches. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to have to work on, you know, stretching himself out. You know, he, he hasn't started in a long time. Mm-hmm. Big adjustment from starting to relieving. Huge adjustment. Um, let me see. Patrick Sandoval, not that great today, but, uh, you know, he is coming off an injury, so I'll give him a pass. Mm-hmm. Suarez has looked great. Mm-hmm. Pat, uh, uh, Reed Detmers has looked pretty good. His curveball looked outstanding. Yes. Like curveball was top notch. His breaking pitches in general mm-hmm. looked great, but, um, I, I've been pretty happy with what I saw, even Otani in the one game he pitched. Oh yeah, sorry, Otani got out there too. Yeah, um, you know that that's the thing that the you know we're we're hoping that uh, the starting pitching is going to live it up because right now when we talked about the Dodgers off the start, they're projected to have obviously the one of the best lineups in baseball. The Angels have been given the moniker of possibly having the best bullpen if they all stay healthy and play up to capability uh, in the American League and maybe in all of baseball. So if with that being said, if you can get good starts from Sandoval and Otani and Noah and everyone else who's in the rotation, quite frankly, you have a good chance of winning getting it into the fifth or sixth innings. Um, your your thoughts, do you think the Angels are going to play it like like you think Joe Maddens and Matt Wise now that's not the inter- interim coach anymore, now he's the lead dude as pitching coach. Do you think they're going to let these guys go more than six, seven innings to start the year, or you think they're going to like ease them into it and we're still going to see the bullpen play heavy in April? 
Well, Otani is only supposed to throw about 90 pitches by opening day. So I would imagine it's going to be a pretty decent benchmark for the start. Oh, sorry. Start of the season for everybody. So 90 pitches, mm-hmm. probably the first start or two would be my guess. So in April, we will see uh, quite a bit of bullpen games. Okay. Makes sense. Um, do you think that's going to be, that's going to, the other teams are going to know that scouting report and try to get these guys to throw a lot of pitches early because last couple seasons, that's been the issue when, when the angels are, are good with managing their pitches, obviously things are, are, you know, they have a better chance of winning, but uh, for right now, I mean, that's going to be key, right? For the angels to get the most out of their, like maximize their pitch account basically. Yeah, but that falls on the pitchers, right? You know, throw strikes, competitive pitches, make your pitch so that you force contact, especially with the defense. The defense. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. <laughs> You're all over the place. I'm like struggling not, to talk. That's not the computer. That's not the computer. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, the defense is going to be pretty stellar in theory. Mm-hmm. So if they can force the defense to, you know, get them out of those jams, they won't have to throw 10 or 15 extra pitches because I don't think there's going to be a lot of guys who are going to go out there with, you know, free range to start the year. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, especially, you know, Thor coming off of a, you know, major injury in 2019. Sandoval was hurt last year. I mean, Suarez might be kind of the lone exception. Yeah. Probably the healthiest guy out, out of that uh, rotation. Yeah. And then you also got Lorenzen who hasn't been a starter, you know, in years, hasn't been a starter since what, like Obama was in office. I mean, that'll put it into perspective for you. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> that, that puts it into perspective for you. It's been a while. Um, do you think uh, out the gates, this team can find its way? Like, because right now with all those bullpen pieces, we're still on the fence with some of our favorites. If they're going to make the opening day roster. Um, do you think that that bullpen has already gotten basically their roles or is it going to be something where they're going to be trial and error off the bat to see who fits where besides, besides Inglacius, of course. Um, for the record, it seemed like 2015 was the last time Lorenzen was a, a starter. Damn. Yeah, I thought that was the number. I didn't want to say it until I could confirm it. But yeah, 2015 seems like it was the number. Um, let me think. So Iglesias is obviously in. Tapera's in. Archie Bradley's going to be in. Austin Warren's in. Mm-hmm. Mike Mayers is probably in. Uh, Quijada, lefty. Yeah, I keep hearing his name. I think they need a lefty out of that pen and along yeah. with Loop. But he got lit. He got lit up. Okay. Okay. Quijada, but I mean I, I it sounds like he's he seems like he's a pretty safe bet. And yeah, Loop is also another guy. So, you know, we're talking seven, eight guys already. Well, are we going with are they going with the extra roster spot this year or is that twenty eight, yeah, to start the year. Okay, so that that would give a shot maybe to our boy Buttry. Maybe, but Buttry has only been playing B games. Oh, B games right now. Okay, do you think they're gonna move him up at some point? Like, or because uh, I I, I want to say because I was gonna ask you, I haven't seen him out there yet, and uh, hopefully we can get him. Uh, you know, some some major league, uh, maybe against the Dodgers, he can face the the Dodgers hitters. So he's right now on a probation period. So he's technically not even on the forty man. Okay. So his probation period should be ending in a couple of days here. So it'll be sometime this week. 
So the Angels have to decide if they're going to reactivate him on the 40-man. So they obviously have to make a move, DFA somebody else, or add somebody to the 60-man or the uh, 60-day IL. Um, gosh, who's the pitcher? Uh, Chris Cossowell or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, he's injured right now. They're saying he was shut down. So if it's a, like, you know, season-ending situation, well, then they could just put him on the 60-man that automatically opens up a, a 60-day. I keep saying 60-man. And that opens up a spot for Ty. So we'll see, or they're going to have to DFA someone. Does Ty have an option to go down? Uh, I believe he does. Uh, if memory serves correctly, he still has either one or two. I don't think he they used any of his options when he was an Eagle because he retired before they sent him down last year. That's true. That's true. And I think he made his major league debut with the Angels, if I'm correct. Yeah, he didn't. Ha- he wasn't down in the minors, so. No, and I don't think he was on the Red Sox ever major league team, and I could very well be wrong about that. I hope, I hope Ty. If anything worse comes to worse, he just gets us, uh, you know, gets sent down for like a couple weeks, and then he'd be brought up. He'd have to clear waivers. He'd have to clear waivers, even though he would be sent down. Well, yeah, because they'd have to add him to the forty man. Oh, that's right. They have to add him to the forty man. Okay. And if they choose to DFA him because they want to send him to the forty man, he has to clear waivers. And that's what sucked about losing Packy. Packy, you know, he. I thought maybe there was a chance, but you called it. You said he's not going to clear waivers. You know, someone's going to uh, take a, a shot at him, and unfortunately, it was St. Louis. So, for the record, it seems like uh, Ty Buttry made his debut in 2017 from the, with the Red Sox, at least according to Google. Hmm. Right. But um, yeah, that's something I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, no, I was with you. I think there was other guys who I would have picked over Packy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's all hearsay, right? I mean, Packy Nodden was only touching mid-80s yeah. last year. He didn't have dominating stuff, but he had a lot of movement at least. So, I mean. Yeah, it might have been a good bullpen arm, but I just – who knows if he's going to be able to hang out as a starter. Well, we can ask him next time he comes on. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on, uh, as we get into um, uh, the lineup, is there any, uh, you know, no pun intended, hit and miss players that you've seen so far that or guys that you've raised an eyebrow in a good way and, or raised an eyebrow in a bad way? Michael Stefanik in a good way. Okay. He's had a great spring so far. He has. But, um, you know, time will tell. Is he a 4A guy or is he a major leaguer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what about I mean, look Pat- what happened last year with Ro- with Rojas. Same thing, right? You know, Rojas had flashes of brilliance, but then he just could not stay either healthy or consistent. So that 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 was kind of frustrating. That's kind of been our thing with prospects lately, though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But he's definitely one that you know maybe. Uh, I know Ortiz has has been a good eyebrow for me. Like I've raised an eyebrow and been like, oh, okay, this guy's. He's looking. He's looking like if there's an injury down the stretch, or we see a September call up, that he would definitely be a player that they would call up. I I would believe he's come on like fire. Dave David McKinnon uh, in the B games hit a triple today. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. In front of Perry. Oh wow. Well, it just depends if Perry was sober while he saw that. You know, he might not have been. I don't know. I think I think Perry's uh, normally sober. Oh, I think. I'm thinking Artie. My bad. No, Perry. Okay, yeah. If he's in front of Perry, then that's a good thing, obviously. Yeah, I think Perry. I, how do you feel about Perry so far? Like this 
offseason, now that the bullpen pieces have slowly started to come in? Okay. I think like every other fan, I was pissed off because, again, we started so good in free agency, but then we hit a big-time lull, and it went, you know, we talked about it last week on the show, the ups and downs of the offseason, including the CBA. So I think there's some things you can give them a pass for. But then I've also sat back and when they talk about, okay, the Otani factor for the next season, possibly uh, getting an extension or a new contract. And it makes sense that he can only spend so much. And, but, but then there's also the, the, the realm where you missed on players that were right there that you could have gotten for the prices of other players you picked up. But overall, I've loved what he's done. I think the minor leagues are very encouraging. They're stacked. We got players that are pushing the major league players, and then the major league roster outside of the catching position is really, really good. Uh, and and uh, you know, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling really confident about this season, and I like where Perry's taking the team. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, no matter where you look in the in the diamond, there there's some depth coming up. Mm-hmm. There's either guys at AAA trying to fight their way in. Or, you know, single-A, double-A, there's the guys who have potential. You know, the Jeremiah Jacksons who were, you know, single-A last year. You know, Jordan Adams. There's there, there's pieces that are coming up. Mm-hmm. There is. And so it's it's good, and it makes sense, too. We have, a, I think it's nine players on one-year deals. So um, it's I think next offseason, no matter who's on the free agent list, it's going to be when are we going to get the Otani deal done because that's going to dictate the future of this team. It just is. Uh, you know, you already got two other massive contracts on this one. Um, Upton money comes off next year. You're, you're really going to have to see what happens with uh, adding that third big contract, which would be going alongside of Rendon and Trout. Let me ask you this. So if Otani decides he doesn't want to resign here, mm-hmm. does he get traded this offseason? I think depending on what he did, let's just say Otani puts up 45 and 120 RBIs in a 300 average or just below it. Uh, And and out of his camp, you've exhausted everything through his translator or whatever that, you know, hey, we really want to resign you. But he's like, no, I want to play it out till I get to free agency. If you can't, as an organization, take that risk on losing him, I think you have to try to go out and trade him. I think he'd have to, as much as it would hurt the franchise and everything, I think he'd have to turn around and be like, look, we're not going to get anything if he walks. I think that unless a team really blows us away with a great deal. And and, and what would you equivalent to getting a two-way player like him? I mean, what would you expect back? You know, well, would, what I'm saying is for a guy like Otani, even if it's just for a year, you could get a lot. Yeah, but but what could you get? You know, what I mean, like, because then again, I mean, look, teams know you're on the hook for you know you're trying to get rid of them, so they know you're desperate, but you also know you can't let them go for nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna depend, man, because every you have the DH now, universal DH, mm-hmm. and you know every team needs pitching, right? Almost every team always needs pitching. Mm-hmm. So that's two players. That's true, and and then they and this is fran- this is a franchise changing player. Yeah, and it's an old Tani rule too with the Angels this year, where he can stay in the game instead of being pulled. So that means if he has a shitty start like he did in New York, couldn't get out of the first inning, he's not pulled for the entire game. He's still in your lineup to help you come back. Yeah, I mean it's, I love I love that rule because it helps us. 
Yeah. But um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you'd have to get a lot, but you know, I don't think there's going to be any Angels fan who would be against trading him if he was like, you know, I'm going to go to free agency. It's just not worth the risk. Mm-hmm. I I want Otani to stay here. Absolutely, I think we. But are. I mean, you know, do you want to risk it? What yeah. if we lose him for nothing? I mean, you know, I'd rather lose him for a year, not get him back anyway, or maybe at least try to get him back in free agency and, you know, get four to five major league ready players. Because you're probably going to get a haul for him. That's true. You're going to get a good haul. You probably get two major league ready players or already guys on a team, and then you could pick up three really prospects that are right there. Or two. Well, it'll kind of depend, too, on it. Because, I mean, even – we're not talking like a year in the future. A lot can change. Like there might be a lot of teams out there who, you know, for instance, let's just say the Orioles, maybe they're closer all of a sudden. So maybe they're willing to, you know, no, they wouldn't be like a year away though. You probably look at a team like the Blue Jays. I was just going to say that. Yeah. You're going to admit, you know, the team like the Blue Jays who let's just say they, I I think the, honestly, so my pick for the AL this year, I think the Blue Jays are going to make it out of the American League. Wow. To the World Series. Okay. That's that's kind of my pick. So if they lose this year, you know, they don't make it deep into the playoffs or they don't win the World Series, mm. I can see them going for a guy like Otani. Have you seen that team, though, their, their overall lineup and, you know, what they have to offer as a uh, as a lineup going into opening day? And yeah. if you look at what they have to face in the American League East all the time with the Rays, with the Red Sox, and with I mean the Yankees. I mean, potentially, uh, I mean, you can see four of those teams, all four of them making the postseason, or, or at least three of them. One team's going to be the odd man out. Uh, it's a scary team, dude. It's Absolutely. A, and you look at their rotation, it's Ahunjin Ryu, uh, Jose Barrios, Kevin Gossman, Alex Manoa, and you see Kukuchi. Um, imagine throwing Shohei in that lineup. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's, video game stuff. It is video game stuff. Toronto is usually always putting together some sort of, like, video game offense, and now they've got the pitching. And so their catchers yep. their catchers aren't all that great. I mean, you got Jansen, McGuire, Alejandro, I think is going to be your start, Kirk Alejandro. But first base, you got Guerrero. Uh, you know, second base, you got Biggio. Uh, third base, you got Matt Chapman. Uh, and then you got uh, short. Who just got extended, by the way. Yeah. Shortstop, you got Bo Bichette. Left field, you got uh, Gary Al Jr. Uh, plus Romeo Tapia, who's, who's pretty good from Colorado. Yep. Uh, you got George Springer in center. Uh, and then you got uh, Kevin Biggio and also Tescar Hernandez. In right field, along with Guerrero, who will be pl- platooning out there. I mean, that's a sick happy lineup. also. Yeah, that's a sick lineup, dude. I know they're going to be good. Yeah, so I, I'm not, I'm, I'm right there to tell you, I agree with your pick uh, with Toronto, but I'm still uh, putting a little bit of my money on Chicago to make it out of the AL. Uh, I, I, I think Larusa gets those boys back, you know, but we'll see. He didn't do it last year. That, that's true. That's and true. they had a good team last year. I think they, but they're they're just too good to to not win that division again. But I would love to see a Chicago, Toronto ALCS. Just saying. Hey, that'd be fun. I'd be in on that. Be a good one. Maybe it'll have to be when I go to Chicago. 
I'll try okay. to plan the trip around that. There you go, man. Maybe you can get me a ticket and I'll fly out there too, man. That'd be nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, catch a game together. Um, okay, thoughts on a couple guys okay. in, 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 the bullpen, in the bullpen real quick. Um, okay, we already na- named guys that were going to make it. What about your thoughts on Jimmy Hergut, who came on uh, late last season, and then A.J. Ramos, who was a late addition to the bullpen? Do you, do you think those guys get in a uh, spot? I don't think so. I mean, I think Ramos is uh, – I mean, he got lit up, right? Like yeah. this weekend? Saturday? Yeah he, yeah, he didn't perform all that great. So, I mean, as of right now, he's probably an odd man out. I think he's on a minor league deal, though. Yeah, he is. He can so, yeah, you know. He might hang around, maybe come back later. Herget, I don't think he's going to make it. He's the odd man out. Okay, once. He has a chance over Kihada, but, you know, like you said, they need a lefty. Yeah. Besides Loop. You need, you need another lefty to kind of break it up. Yeah, yeah, or or pitch in middle innings, especially with that extra uh, those extra two roster spots because you know normally you have twenty six, mm-hmm. but you're gonna have twenty eight for a couple weeks. So I would imagine they want extra pitching. True, true. Maybe um, that's where Buttery comes in. Yeah, Hopefully. he could sneak in with you never know. But I mean, like I said, it's gonna be really unlikely to me that they let Buttery basically not play during spring training in major league games, and he just goes straight to the show. True, true. He's probably going to go to AAA for a little bit. Now, now, what's your thought on or thoughts on the catcher's position? Thice has been getting a lot of at bats here. Kurt Suzuki for MVP. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling it. So Toronto's yeah. his World Series opponent that's going to make it there from the American League, and Kurt Suzuki is your AL MVP. Got it. Okay, but the Blue Jays is not crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could say that and not get left out of the building. People are like, okay. Yeah, the Kurt Suzuki thing. No, I'm totally joking. Yeah, that that wouldn't have been relevant ten years ago. But. Here's my inner grill master, DFA. <laughs> well, do you think? Where's my socks? <laughs> the grill master socks, dude. We should sell those grill master socks with the, with the the halos of the infield logo on the side. <laughs> how used? Well, we could we could you know how you like throw bleach on things and it'll like leave spots. You know, like <laughs> oh. <laughs> we could make them. <laughs> It'll be like, how about some like crusty yogurt? Oh, <laughs> the crispy socks of the grill master. Hey, autographed. Yeah, there you go. He, he look what he's been grilling up, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Yeah, that's disgusting. All right, let's keep it to baseball. Um, <laughs> so, MPG. Yeah, exactly. This so, is the family show. <laughs> family show. Supposedly. Um. So Max got extended, so kudos to him. He got extended for a nice little deal. Um, but that leaves the backup position, in my opinion, wide open. Kurt hasn't had too many at-bats. Matt has been showcased a lot more. Uh, do you think there's an opportunity here for Matt to steal? I mean, there's not a pro- this isn't a regular spring training, so I doubt it. But um, Kurt should make the, all- the opening day roster, right? Just- Sam Blom made it very clear today that uh, Kurt Suzuki is the backup catcher. Okay. And that was per the organization. Okay. So with that being said, in your mind, I would like a prediction. How many months before we see Thice? Let's just say Kurt's healthy and remains a backup between Stassi. Stassi's your major player right here. How long a leash do they give Kurt before they bring in a Thice that's maybe not tearing it up, Brandon Wood style in the minors, but he's doing numbers. 
That's going to depend on um, why they re-signed Kurt Suzuki. Once again, is it because it was requested by Otani, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know what their dynamic is. But, um, you know, if this is just like a straight-up situation, I don't think he makes it too far past the All-Star break. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, I think winner, winning or losing, I, I just don't see him making the, staying on the roster all year. I just don't, dude. Um, I, I think it was one of those feel-good signings. I don't think it was, you know, or because he had relationships with somebody too. I, I just don't think it was because of what Kurt brings to the table. I, I think we know what he's No brought. way. Yeah, no way. Yeah, okay. Um, certain players that uh, are on the bubble, obviously, there's four that are dealing for maybe one spot, maybe two spots that are on the uh, – Overall roster in the infield. Actually, there's six players. Uh, I want your thoughts on who's going to make it. Like, if you had to pick two out of the six, which ones would you pick? Um, Matt Duffy, Louis Renifo, Andrew Velasquez, Tyler Wade, Jack Mayfield, or Jose Rojas? Tyler Wade and Matt Duffy. Okay. I've I've seen good production from both those guys here so far in spring. Yeah, um, I just, you know, Matt Duffy is versatile. He's been there before. Um, has a good relationship with Madden. Mm-hmm. And Wade's just fast. He has an element of the game. We can use that. We don't have a lot of speed right now. I'm not seeing that over in Hefo. I'm just not. I mean, his at-bats aren't too sharp. Some mistakes in the field. I'm just not sold on him. I think, uh, I think a lot of Angel fans will agree with you, Fernando. I think a lot of us, including myself, have wanted him gone since, you know, the trade should have went to the Dodgers um, because he proved last year coming back, I think that should have gave him a chip on his shoulder, and he just did not play well at all last year. Um, He wasn't even streaky. So I don't see – I'm with you. I don't see any upside with him. Uh, Jack Mayfield, does he have options to go down or is he a guy that we would have to release? Okay, good. Okay, because that's a guy – yes, Wade, I would – I'm totally 100% with you, but out of the other players, I think Mayfield would be an important player to really keep close to the the major league roster if possible. He was very streaky, super streaky. When he was out, hot. And when he wasn't, you know, he's just kind of a a filling out uh, infielder. Well, do you think with a full lineup, he should be a better hitter, like batting lower in the lineup? I don't know. I mean, I need to see his at-bats. I haven't gotten to see too much of him during the – spring training so far i know he's played but i just you know these games are like four hours long yeah with all the the interchangeable players and things yeah exactly so you know it's hard to you know with how much i'm on the road to watch the entire game so Mm -hmm. i haven't gotten to watch too much of him or jose rojas yeah rojas has played a bit uh i've been i've been impressed now as we move to the outfield uh with our boy adele adele's had a really nice spring he's had a couple huge home runs and uh, absolutely yeah he's killing it he looks better in the outfield uh what are your predictions for him uh just to get a little ahead of ourselves do you think he's gonna have a really nice season where he's up there all year just banging away yeah he's a major leaguer if he's healthy i I think he's earned his spot in the sense of like the organization trusts him with that role now Mm -hmm. same with brandon marsh i think he earned his spot last year like, bearing any injuries, 
or something really going south, I don't think any of them are going back down for a long period of time. That's good. That's good to hear. What do you think? I mean, do you, do you really, realistically think that they would send either of them down right now? I don't think you can. I think you you kind of could have justified it last year with Marsh's batting average because Adele was pretty damn consistent, and he came through, and his power just got better and better as the season went on. Um, but Marsh really started to hit a corner like late August, early September, where he was starting to hit because we knew defensively he could play. And I liked him in that one or two spot because as a leadoff or slash setup guy, he was getting on base a lot better than Fletcher was towards the end of that season. So um, I'm hoping uh, – I mean, I could see him up here all year, but I'm hoping he could stay, uh, you know, with, with better numbers uh, and, and showcase himself because he's a hell of a player. He really is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're both fun to watch, especially together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they seem to be like a really good package. You know, when they're both up, they seem to have a lot more fun and they seem to be a lot more loose, which seems to help Joe a lot. Exactly. And speaking of Joe, Joe came out today and said that Shohei Otani, for the, especially for the beginning of the season, is going to be your leadoff hitter. Agree or disagree with that? Disagree. I don't like it. Why not? I think Otani is really good at driving in runs and having productive at-bats in that capacity. Okay. Now are you, you – are, oh, I'm sorry. You have more thoughts on no, this? No, no, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, are you a proponent as well when Sosha used to do it and Madden did it his first year, putting Trout second? Do you like that or no? I've always liked Trout third. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So if it was me and I was making the lineup, I'm going Adele – Rendon, mm. Trout, Otani, Walsh. Mm. Okay. Adele brings the speed. Rendon is apparently Tony Two Bags. So <laughs> if that comes back to life, shout out to Nats fan, um, then you can potentially already score a run right there. You know, Adele draws a walk, bunts, gets on base. He can go for first to home easily because he's fast, very fast. Rendon gets a double. All of a sudden, the game's one nothing with Mike Trout coming up to bat third. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I, I was actually gonna go with Marsh leadoff, Adele second, Trout third, Otani four, and then you go uh, fifth Rendon. Okay. Sixth Walsh, and then okay. uh, yeah, and then and then you go. Uh, who am I leaving out? Um, seven Stassi. Okay, and then uh, that far, huh? Oh, my bad. I was just gonna say because I wanted to get to Fletcher. My, no, my... you can keep going. Oh. I was just like thinking in my head, like, well, you know, once you get to that point, you kind of ride the who's hot. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was just saying Stassi, then Duffy, and I would put Fletch ninth because yeah. The only reason why I say it is because last year we were advocating for him to be ninth in the beginning of the season because he couldn't find his swing. The moment they put him at ninth, magically, he starts hitting like a like really good. Then injuries came. He became leadoff guy again, and he he just shit the bed in September again. Yeah. So I'm hoping he – yeah, that's – I don't agree with the Otani thing at leadoff. I mean, this is a guy that's going to hit you 40 to 50, maybe more homers if he doesn't participate in the All-Star game, uh, home run derby. And he should not be leading off, dude. I mean, where the hell – Why? 
I, I don't like it. I mean, he's fast. I get it. He's going to have good at-bats. I get it. But, I mean. But, yeah, but even if you interchange those guys, you go Adele, Marsh, Trout, Otani, the first four guys, however, mix them up however you're going to do it or whatever, there's speed all right there. Those guys are all super fast. Yeah, plus the thing with Otani is he doesn't have, like, constructive at-bats that are meant for a leadoff hitter. Mm-hmm. He has very he has quick at bats. He's trying to drive runs in. Mm-hmm. He's 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 going to be swinging for the fences or to pull the ball. And uh, he has a very violent swing. He does. He does. You know, there should be a. Um, uh, we should have a number of how many times he lost his helmet last. We should. Week. We'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he averaged at least a few a week. Uh, that guy was swinging oh, yeah. violently, dude. Only player I've seen. To strike out like that where the helmet flies off in a long time. So, yeah, but he also hits a lot of home runs and he can throw 100 miles an hour. So, yeah, he can. Uh, over under on wins for him this year, though. What do you think? Hmm. I'll, go, I'll give him 10. 10 wins? Yeah, I think he'll be at 10 or slightly above. Okay, so he's your leadoff guy and your opening day starter. And last year's MVP. Yeah. Who almost fit, hit 50 home runs? Mm-hmm. I, it was weird. And drove in 100 ru- uh, runs. It was weird because both me and you before the All-Star break were average or were, were saying he was going to hit between 60 and 65. But but It was trending in that direction. Yeah. And, it was, and I'm not, not calling us out by any stretch of the imagination because you and me both said last year that that was a terrible idea, him in the home run derby. And lo and behold, his numbers fell off completely in the second half, as predicted. Because we predicted he was going to hit about 60-65 before that. But then we were like, hey, if he participates, this could really mess up his swing. We noted many players that have come before him and did the same crap. And look what happened. And so he could have finished the year with way better numbers. But his strikeout ratio was terrible in the second half. Yeah, no home run derby this year. Yeah, please no. Except for Kurt Suzuki. <laughs> if he makes it, I give him permission. Maybe he'll have the opposite effect on his hitting. Yeah, it'll do. It'll do what happened to Juan Soto when he woke up, learned, how, remembered how to hit. There you go. There you go. And I, and I, I was claiming BS when he said that too. I'm like, yeah, sure it is. And look, I don't it. know. I mean, <laughs> it, it seemed to work. Yeah, yeah, it worked. It got better for him. It did. It did. Uh, so going into this, this season, obviously we're only a couple weeks out and we'll break down probably next episode about the roster and, and who's going to do what we'll have more predictions on, on what we feel where the players are going to wind up numbers wise. But, um, are there any surprises or, or any disappointments, uh, moving forward here as we're, uh, almost wrapping up spring training? Hard to believe. Um, I don't think so. I think everything's been pretty fine so far i mean you know it'll be interesting if uh what happens when noah comes up and you know makes a major league start mm-hmm. will otani gonna make another major league start before opening day uh and will he find a swing before the season starts i mean i know he had that first pitch home run yesterday mm-hmm. so that was saturday so you know if he can find a swing then at that point i don't think there's much to worry about i mean Knock on wood. Well, I mean, I guess it's not jinxing it because as of this second, the team has been healthy. I, that's, that's a statement. It's not a jinx. Mm-hmm. But, you know, either way, I will knock on wood. But, um, yeah, I, I've actually been pretty pleased with what I've seen so far. There's been a couple of games like today, uh, you know, Sunday's game, where the offense was pretty quiet. 
But overall, the offense is good. Pitting's been fine. Bullpen's been, you know, shaky, but, you know, it's been trading. Yeah, and they brought up, I think, the, the, the games they've blown, I think they've lost like two or three games where they bring in like single guy, single A guys or rookie ball pitchers and they just get lit up. But they've had leads going into those games because my dad was like, oh boy, he lost today. I'm like, yeah, but they brought in guys that are not even close to making the roster. So you can't really yeah. judge them on that. You kind of got to judge the individual players up until that point. The wins and losses are whatever, dude. Nobody wins a a, a playoff game or gets to a playoff game by any minor league stuff. So, you know, actually, my fiance's dad said something uh, actually pretty funny. He was like, you know, you guys always win the Cactus League. Maybe this year you guys losing some games <laughs> will work out for you guys. And it's true. We're always like one of the, you know, first place in the Cactus League. You know what I mean? It happens a lot. 2017, I think we won for like a week <laughs> straight to start spring training. We should have either a patch for that on our jersey or we should have some sort of like little uh, trophy. I'm a Randy, design it. Exactly. <laughs> well, design I, the patch. I think what Randy needs to design or, or one of us is we need we need a April is key, you know, logo. Uh, April is by – God, the worst month of the year for the Angels outside of restarting the season uh, after the All-Star break. The Angels have to get off to a good start this year, bro. What, yeah. are, what are your, ex, not expectations, but what do you think uh, of April? Like how many games do you think they have to be over 500 for us to lead into you know, a good May? Let's. I'm going to pull up the schedule here. Let's talk. So we start with the four-game series against Houston. Okay. Two games with Miami, four Very games up. with Texas, mm. three games with Houston, three games with Baltimore, four games with Cleveland, and then three with Chicago White Sox. What are you thinking? Uh, well, as I look at it here, that Astros series out the start is going to be uh, pretty tough. Marlins always play a good April, so they're Keep not. Keep in mind, though, this is a different Astros team. Yeah. I understand it's Carlos Correa, but now we're at a point where they're starting to lose some key pieces repetitively. I think we split with them. I yeah, take, I see that. I see that. Yeah, two out of four. I think we win opening day. Yeah, I think so too. We'll, we'll talk about it like when the you know we're getting close to the rosters being decided. Mm -hmm. But I think opening day we win. I think Otani's going to go yeah yeah, and I think he's going to you know pitch about six innings. No, probably about five and a half. It's only ninety pitches. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we we either split or we go four and two in that first homestand. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. You know, I, you know, I'll agree with four and two. I'll agree with four and two. Okay. So four and two on that homestand. What do you think about the roads? Uh, the, the Texas two step. Texas and the uh, Houston. The seven game series, right? There, or seven games, right there on the road. I think we went three against Texas out of the four. Mm -hmm. And I think on the road Houston series, we'll probably lose that one. So two out of three right there? Yeah, I think we lose two out of three that series. But then we went three out of four against uh, Texas. Okay, so four and, three, um, four and three right there, four and two. So that would be eight and five. So two and one versus the uh, Orioles. And then, God, I mean – the Guardians should be an easy win, but we just never beat them, ever. So I'll go a split, a split with there. Cleveland. 
And then we only got two days of the White Sox. Um, so at least for that, I'll go split. Okay. So but I do think we lose that series. Okay. I think we're going to start off fairly slow. Not, not fairly slow, but I think we'll be around the 500 mark to end May. All right. So you got us at 13 and 9 to end April. That's, okay. the, that's the record. That's not bad. I take that. I mean, I think that's about fair. Yeah. What are you? What are you guessing realistically? And I'm trying to be realistic. You know what I mean? I'm trying not to be a Roger Lodge. Hey guys, we're gonna go undefeated in April. Why? Because Artie said so. Why? Yes, Roger, I did, and uh, I hope you enjoy that raise, which was a hundred dollar gift credit at the winery, <laughs> restaurant, and wine bar. Join us in their location in Tustin or their newest location in La Jolla. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna new TC Mall. And <laughs> turn into just a big infomercial. Um, <laughs> That's just what he does. Yeah, pretty much. Don't forget the six times a day that Roger plays the uh Earth hits a home run. Yeah. You know, he plays the little uh what is it, the intro like um the sound bites and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh Fisher at the buzzer. You're, I don't know what he why. Yeah, there's no need to throw all that stuff in there, but he does. And it just amounts like 20 minutes worth of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's very little content in that show, besides his John Stamos stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you that I was roommates with John Stamos? I'm like, yes, bro. You tell us all the time. All the yes, time. he was getting all the ladies, and you weren't. We get it. <laughs> and I wonder why now, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, I actually think they're going to do one game better. 14 and 8. Ooh, okay. 14 and 8. But uh, if they hover around that 13 and 9, 14 and 8, they're, man, I'm telling you, that's setting up for a good May. That gets you off to a good start. Uh, because May, you know, you're going to have uh, the the final two games of Chicago. You got Boston. You got the Nats. You got the Rays. You got the A's. The Rangers. The A's again. The Rangers. And the dreaded Blue Jays. You're picked to go to the World Series. So let so, me ask you this with April real quick before we stray too far away. Because you said 14 and 8. Yeah, 14 and 8. So what series do you think I'm wrong in then in predicting? Do you I think guess, it's Houston or do you think it's Cleveland? I think it's Cleveland. I think, okay. Cle- you think I, we I win the series there. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Cleveland's all that great. Okay, but they never are. We always get our cheeks clapped by them. That's true, but that's usually in Cleveland. It's usually okay. in Cleveland. This one's at home. So it is. I'm giving them a little bit more credit on that one. Okay. Um, the Texas one I'm leery about too because we didn't we uh, since the two years that stadium's been open, not exactly played all that great in Texas. But well, I no, can, remember yeah. last year Adele uh, made his debut in Texas for last season and did great, and I think we won that series. Oh, okay, but but didn't we lose early on? In because I know Texas, I think was, we did, yeah. yeah, Texas was a reason in 2020 where we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, we lost a, a too many games to them in Texas, so. Yeah. In the barbecue stadium, but yeah, it's uh, dude, their stadium. I hate it. <laughs> really, yeah, I got I got to go to a game with you over there, man. Uh, I got to check that place out. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there this week, so it'll be crazy because uh, you know uh, we have the WrestleMania party on Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, WrestleMania is obviously in Dallas this year. So, man, I, I I'm wondering how crazy it's going to be. Like, do people care? Is there not going to be anybody? It's going to be interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Absolutely, absolutely. So, 
With that being said, we won't st- we won't get too far into the season because we could probably do this next week. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have a better understanding of the roster. Yeah, because is there uh, anything we missed on the roster? Uh, I well, obviously we don't have to talk about DH. We know who's DHing. Uh, starting rotation. Suzuki, yeah. Yeah, there you go again, Kurt Suzuki. Uh, <laughs> Big Kurt Suzuki guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch out, dude. I'll get you a jersey. I'll get you a jersey, man. I was just saying. Dude, if you get me a Kurt Suzuki jersey, I will wear it to the stadium. <laughs> dude, if you get me a Kurt Suzuki jersey, not only would I wear it to an Angels game, I travel the country all the time. So when I go to a different stadium, I will wear the Kurt Suzuki jersey. <laughs> I will wear it. And don't get me wrong, I will also message you every couple minutes where my jersey is. They're gonna be like, "Did you marry into his family or something?" I mean, like, yeah. like <laughs> there's nobody rocking a Suzuki jersey. Dude, quote, quote me on it. If anybody wants to give me a Kurt Suzuki jersey, I will wear it everywhere. I will wear it in New York. <laughs> I will wear it in New Jersey. I will wear it in Virginia. I will wear it in Dallas. I will wear it in Chicago, Northern California, everywhere I go. Monthly for work, I will wear it around the around the country. All right, all right, sounds good. I, I will wear it on my honeymoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know Todd's like, and order. <laughs> yeah, Kurt exactly. Suzuki ordered. It'll be here in six weeks. I know. Six to eight weeks, depending on COVID and restrictions. Six to eight minutes. That got people it. cannot understand. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Come on, got it. <laughs> um, it's a joke. You wouldn't get it. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't get it. Um, so one last question, though, uh, I have for you. Um, obviously, we know Otani's number one. We know Syndergaard's most likely your number two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, out of these five pitchers, who fills out the rest of your six-man rotation? Well, I mean, you, you have to go Sandoval three. I understand he didn't have a good day today, but, I mean, and today meaning Sunday. Okay. But, uh, I mean, he kind of has to be number three, right? I mean, do you disagree with that? I don't because of his okay. innings pitched last year, he was solid. Okay, so, I mean, we got a three. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine by default, Lorenzen's going to get a spot. So mm-hmm. I would probably put him four because mm-hmm. he does have a lot of major league experience. Whether it's as a starter or not, it is major league experience. Mm-hmm. So that gives me my four. And then here's where it gets iffy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I keep wanting to say Detmers, but do you think Detmers makes a team out of camp? I think I think he does. I think they're think that high on even him. with the shaky last year he had. I think they're just that high on him, dude. Okay. Okay, so we're going him and Suarez. I'm gonna go. Okay. I I still put Suarez number six. That would give you yeah. That would give you six, uh, three. Three pitchers, uh, three righties, and three lefties. It's pretty, uh, pretty even rotation right there. Um, Jaime Bieri will be the odd man out. He, uh, oh, he has been for a while. Yeah, he's been a guy that God, he just you you want him to make the best of his opportunities because I really would like him to make this squad and stay on the squad. Uh, but it just seems like he just keeps getting thrown in the fire, thrown back out, up and down. He was that's why I was advocating for him to get dealt. Yeah, I view him as a trade piece. Yeah. Um, I don't even think he makes the bullpen, to be honest with you. The bullpen's too stacked. Yeah, and and it's not good to bring a starter in and put him back in a bullpen spot. So I would think he'd be probably, what, anchoring the B's rotation? Probably, yeah. And, I mean, uh, with Suarez, I'd put him six because of the simple fact that on the days where he could, you know, rest because they only need five guys because they have enough off days. Mm Mm-hmm. You can throw him in the bullpen for a couple of days in case somebody, you know, can't get out of a certain inning. 
Yeah, Suarez is a very valuable piece that I don't think a lot of Angel fans appreciate. I think yeah, he's, he's like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he's very he can, good. He can come out of the bullpen and he can start and do both of them effectively. Now imagine if we get to the postseason, he'd be a pretty reliable arm. Yep, I'm a big fan of El Demente. His little, <laughs> when he was mic'd up last year, El yeah, yeah, yeah. Demente. That was like one of my favorite sound clips ever. Dude, and, and you know what? One thing I will say, seeing the interviews and the stuff that's been online and social media uh, with the Angels, you bringing that up, the little bit of uh, you know character, you're seeing a lot of character this year. In this so far in the spring training, well, it's because they're trying. <laughs> I mean, you know, they had the hey, who would you pick in Mario Kart? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, who did our boy Ty pick? I think he picked, did he pick Toad? I, I think, think he so, picked yeah. Toad. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams who are doing it though. I mean, I the Padres are doing it also. My, My Arizona Coyotes have been doing this for months. <laughs> So I'm just going to say the Angels copied the Coyotes because, I mean, I need something at the Coyotes, man, besides losses. Well, I mean, look, as long as they're out there showing that they, you know, are not only they want to win, but they're showing, you know, personality. I think it's something that's lacked in this team and charisma. Yeah. So the fact that they're doing that, I'm all for it, man. I'm pretty happy about that. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Great Perry Manazian's offseason. Now that you've had some time to marinate, you know, on the moves he's made, I would give him either a C plus or an incomplete. It, I mean, I, I really, yeah, still, still, yeah, because I still think that they could have, they could have pulled a couple trades that really could have put this team far ahead of, of the Houston Astros, and that's hard to say in recent past. But like you mentioned, Houston's lost some very valuable pieces, but they still have a stacked team. I think the Angels are <sighs> right there, just under competing with them. I think they should be a, just above Seattle. They're going to be. You know, facing off of Seattle, I think that's gonna be their, their 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 team to look at to get a to stay ahead of. But I mean, just one more starting pitcher, I think could and a, and a legitimate backup catcher, glaring issues, could have put this team ahead of Houston, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. I agree. But I'm not giving – I give them a B, a solid B, I mean, because of the bullpen. I mean, we went from an average bullpen to one of the best bullpens in baseball. That's true. And I understand talk is cheap. You know, you could win a paper World Series, but on paper, it does look at least solid and serviceable. In theory, Joe Madden can't give it to a horrible option, unlike last year. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't agree. Like, I know in the messenger, you sent that video of that guy that was breaking down the AL West. I watched it the other day. I finally watched it. Randy did. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like, he under, I, I think he like crapped on the Angels a little too hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't like his, I didn't like his takes, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I agree. He underestimated him. But hey, you know what? If they're underestimated for the first time in a long time, that's good because there's been some seasons where they put, rosters together not near this talent and they were predicted to win the division or go far and they, of course they didn't sniff the playoffs and you know what i'm hoping that we're projected to go fourth fourth um in the division because i don't think that's going to happen mm -hmm. and b like you said this is the best team we've seen at least in a couple of years mm -hmm. 
you know, we might not have the big name starter, but there's a lot of guys that who have upside. And, you know, I don't mean like upside, like, oh, well, Julio Tejeron has upside. I mean, young people upside who are brought up as angels, who are in the farm system for a couple of years, who have earned and clawed their way up to the top. It's much different. Yep. And, and we, when, first time in a long time, like you said, we have a pipeline filled with players that are willing to come up and make, make moves and are making yeah. ways. So it's a lot to look forward to. So I think that's why our optimism on this page is very high uh, going into the season. Cause uh, you know, we're, we're looking to be playing some competitive ball and we're not halo honks. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not sitting here saying we're going to win the division straight up. You can book it. It's Lodge's lock. You know, like we've presented by the winery. And seven one for tickets, seven one for tickets, seven one for tickets. Go today, stay tonight, sit in the six hundred level at Angel Stadium. None of that's accurate, and the six hundreds <laughs> don't exist, but it's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that's where this isn't. This isn't not your stadium. That's where the blind date seats are on the six hundred level. That is on the roof. Oh, it's for Roger. Oh, <laughs> is Roger there? <laughs> Rogers here. Rogers live I, in flesh. I'm out riding my huffy all the way down Lakewood Boulevard with John Stamos. With John Stamos, <laughs> riding riding on the pegs on the back of the bike. <laughs> oh God. Oh well, yeah. Am I anything else on that note? No, I think that's it. Unless you want to talk some more John Stamos, I think we're done. Hey, I can always talk John Stamos. I've been brainwashed to like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're snoring. You're like, John Stamos. Stamos. That was like every like mom in like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. They're all, what, in their 50s and 60s now? They're like, oh, John Stamos is a looker. They're still <laughs> like John Stamos. <laughs> Dude hasn't changed. No. Jesus. He doesn't age. You, you know, you ever see you know a... how the saying goes, John Stamos don't crack. Yeah, I don't know if that's what the saying goes. <laughs> well, you could use it. Um, I saw him in North Hollywood one time, um, and, and it was the funniest thing because he, you ever you ever run into a celebrity where you make eye contact with a celebrity or a, a, a you know a athlete, and they give you that look like they acknowledge you, you acknowledge them, but they're like, please don't come and talk to me, like yes. kind of look. Look, well, I saw, <laughs> when I saw John Stamos outside of a Bank of America ATM. And I looked at him, and I was about to say, dude, you're John Stamos. And I'm like, don't say it, Todd. And, you know, and then he, like, gave me that look I'm all. And we kind of, like, just locked eyes, and I was like, gave him, like, okay. And I just walked away, and I think he appreciated that. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my John Stamos story. That's fair. I'm normally pretty cool calling, calm and collected on celebrities. Yeah, there you go. You can't be too, uh, what is it called, uh, fanboy. I mean, I've already met too. I've already met so many. Oh, okay. Look at you. Not to brag. <laughs> well, remember, I worked at SeaWorld. I worked at Legoland. Oh, yeah, yeah. You saw a lot of people coming. I, I saw a lot of them. I mean, athletes. I've met a lot of angels. You know what I mean? I just, the only person I think I've ever been like a, not even a blabbering fool. I was pretty quiet. was like Tim Tebow. Oh, okay. 
I was pretty like, oh, you want to sign this? Can you sign this? Can you sign this jersey? <laughs> that was really about it. Everyone else, I was like, hey, yo, Simba, hey, yo, you know, Calhoun, hey, yo, Trout, five times. Can you sign this ball? <laughs> I was like, okay. But, but Tebow, you were fanboy, huh? Yeah, I don't know why. Well, I mean, certain players, I mean. I think it's because I was worried it was going to beat me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a huge worry of people that run into Tebow. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That he's A, going to beat them up, or B, take their <laughs> girlfriend. One of the two. I mean, number two might happen. <laughs> well, yeah, the girl might take him, but he ain't going to take it, the girl. You know, he's got that's, values. That's, so. that's apparently, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that's it, right, for today? Yep, that's, that's it. We've already embarrassed ourselves enough. Got it. So for Todd Fox. And Artie Moreno. Have a good night, day, whatever you're doing.